The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts Get your money mind right here. Heather Wagonhall's in the house. In the house. In the house. Flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. Uh, an incredible re, um, uh, uh, moolah word of the day is uh, relating back to last week's fee discussion <laughs> that you prompted. I don't, I got tired of these fees. Okay. So we're going to talk about something that not a lot of people talk about um, with regard to um, uh, the, all of the fees that are that goes, are associated with uh, a real estate transaction. And then we also have sales trainer extraordinaire, Daniel Waranya joining us from Reda Sales University. And he's going to talk a little bit about how to improve your sales game. Yes, it's pretty exciting. But first, if you are a reader, then I have a deal for you. Would you like a free book? Would you like to get my free book on audio? Then what you need to do is visit audibletrial.com forward slash unlock your wealth and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. Yes. So we were talking moolah word of the day. And I can't see anything if you had that thing in the way. I can't okay. see where my timing is. Okay. <laughs> just, in, to, just in case you wanted to know. Just in case you wanted to ask me what the key was. Oh, well, you don't You don't already know it? Uh, well, now I do. Hope, <laughs> hope for the best plan for the worst. <laughs> yes, it is our sixth key in the Keys to Riches, financial philosophy. And instead of just doing a regular radio show, you can join me on Facebook Live. You need to tune in to listen to this week's key. I'm going to show you. I'm not just going to tell you over the airways. I'm going to show you via video. So if you are not currently a fan of the Unlock Your Wealth radio fan page on Facebook, please visit facebook.com forward slash Unlock Your Wealth Radio and visit the show page. Give it a like. Click on it so you accept notifications. So when I send out an event invite, you know when it is time to be a part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio. So if you want to know more about the hope for the best plan for the worst key, that's what you have to do. Visit me on Facebook. I'm so excited. We'll be doing a Facebook Live and you can participate in the conversation. And you do that on Mondays, right? Uh, yes. So we do that on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. So please Join us uh, on Mondays for the Keys to Riches. I'm so excited. Uh, So, moolah, word of the day. Are you ready for this? Since you had this fee, excessive fee conversation last week, we need to talk about this type of fee. And it's a referral fee. So, referral fees and, quote, kickbacks and all of that stuff got a lot of people in trouble. 
And here in Arizona, we have tight regulations on that. So uh, referral fees, let's define a referral fee, is the payment service providers make to third parties in return for recommending their services or sending customers to them. A title company, for example, gives up something of value to a lender for sending someone in need of title insurance into its service. So, uh, realtors and uh, mortgage professionals, appraisers, so much you can't pick your appraiser anymore. They changed the way the system works. But uh, uh, any type of home inspectors, any of that sort of stuff, if you get a, quote, kickback, kickbacks are illegal. But you can do referral fees as long as they're disclosed. Now, some real estate offices have mortgage companies in them. And so they offer this thing called a CBA. And it's an acronym that stands for Controlled Business Arrangement. And as long as you disclose to your customers that you are receiving a referral fee Mm -hmm. through a controlled business arrangement and they agree to it, it's a disclosure actually. So they don't necessarily have to agree to it. They don't have to use those services, but they don't have to agree. All they have to do is... um, uh, approve the disclosure, say, so acknowledge that they were told that there is this existing relationship if they use one of these people. Um, a percentage or a flat fee? It all depends on who it is. Okay, again, you know what I'm fee. saying? Yeah. So, um, uh, now let's say, for example, uh, I get a client and I have to refer business further north in an area that I don't specialize in. Mm-hmm. So, I will uh, ask the agent to pay me a 30% referral fee. Because without me, they wouldn't have it. And that's probably what people spend on advertising or customer acquisition. So I think that that's fair. And I just disclose it to my client, say here, and I sign this, you know, I I provide this disclosure and I say, look, this person, I'm going to refer you to this person. I'm going to still oversee the transaction. I'm going to earn 30% on this deal. They're going to get 70. Yeah. And as long as you disclose it, it's all good. Cool. So, So that's something you need to know about referral fees when it comes to real estate transactions. And now let's talk about sales, shall we? Daniel Waranya is the founder of Reda Sales University. He's a global sales trainer and keynote speaker with over 10 years of sales experience in both the business to consumer, B2C, and business to business, B2B, sales market. Daniel specializes in driving revenues through a new evolved sales process, placing himself in the top 1% of income earners in North America, and has generated over $20 million worth of business with over 300 corporate clients. He is now prepared to share his unique relevant sales style and system across the globe. And he's going to do that right here on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Daniel, I'm so excited that you are here being a part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio today. Thank you, Heather. I'm, I, I mean, I'm truly humbled to be on the show and uh, I can't wait to uh, have a good conversation about the uh, ever so intimidating yet fun word called sales. So I'm ready to roll. Well, like you, I love sales. And that was one of the things that attracted me to you was these great presentations, how you would just give out this incredible information about the skill and the art and science of selling. And I thought it was so interesting. And so I I pitched you and I started chatting with you on the Instagram live. And now here we are almost half a year later. And uh, you're one of my protégés. I'm so excited to to have you um, and watch you grow. So tell folks a little bit about um, how you got started in sales because you weren't, because you're kind of a young, you know, upstart that, that people would not necessarily associate with the high six and seven figure sales that you do. So tell people how you found selling. 
Right. So, uh, I mean, for your audience that doesn't really know who I am or what I do, just a quick sum up. So I'm the founder of owner of Reddit Sales University, which is basically it's an online platform where sales professionals can log on, have 24-7 access to learn a new evolved 21st century sales process. But tying it all back, that's just where I am today. So if I were to jump back um, 13 years ago, I mean, I kind of had that aha moment, as you call it, Heather, like meaning that like that sudden insider discovery. Um, at a very young age. So my parents broke up at a very young age. And um, I grew up in a middle class home suburb down in Mississauga, Canada. And um, I can remember the moment when I was in a grocery store and I was cashing out um, in the grocery store and I got one of my favorite candies and I put them on the conveyor belt. It was a wine, uh, wine gums candy. I can remember it clearly. And my dad looked at me and he said, he used to call me sport at the time. He's like, you're not getting that candy sport. And I'm just like, what the heck? These are 87 cents. You know, my dad was working from 7am to 10 to 10pm trying to make ends meet. My mother was working two jobs. And I can remember on that drive home, I said, wow, my dad can only get me what I need. He can't get me what I want anymore. Okay. My mother was working two jobs. I was embarrassed to go ask her for money. I can't ask my aunts and uncles for money. So I'm like, Oh my God, I was driving home that day. I went to my brother and I said, Steven, you know, all those movies you download, and uh, burn. I said, we're going to move those onto CDs and we're going to go to the school and start selling them for four bucks to pop. And if people want three, we're going to sell them for $10. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I was that kid, 15 years old, Heather, knocking on doors, cutting grass, sealing driveways. And that's when I realized that the people that were paying me and my brother were all strangers. And if I can learn how to communicate with strangers to buy my solution, I would have I would always have money. I would never be broke. Uh, I would never worry about that 87 cents candy anymore. And at the age of 16, I picked up what to me is the Bible of sales. And I'm sure you can relate. I picked up a book called um, How to Master the Art of Selling by Tom Hopkins. I love Tommy. It's amazing. And that's really, I mean, where my whole journey began. Uh, 18 to 20 years old, I made, um, I don't know if it was the decision I made, but I went into university and I was working full time downtown in a, uh, downtown Toronto in an inside sales job. And um, I dropped out at the age of 20. See, my whole goal, Heather, was to be a superstar in whatever I did. I, I love playing basketball. I was, I, I was a point guard, but um, God shot me short on the heights. So I didn't really get to fulfill that dream. And I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to be in the NBA, but I always wanted to be a superstar and sales gave me that opportunity. So what I did at a young age, I just used the raw materials that I was good at. I self-educated myself. You know, I stopped the formal education because they say formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. And I executed. So I, I, exactly. And I executed and, um, I thought sales was a place now I could shine in my organizations and one days I can help others to do the same. And hopefully one day on land a spot on unlock your wealth radio. And you're right. <laughs> I know. And now, you know, and, and Tom Hopkins has been, um, a returning guest. So you are among the greats. That's for sure. In the sales that's, game. I, that's I'm excited. Um, thank you. So, so let's go to your most recent career. So you went from hawking and little things and services, you know, like $4 CDs and services to now you entered into the world of uh, medical device sales. So tell us what that step forward was like for you, especially with someone at your age. Right. So I, I, 
So for the last four and a half years, I worked as a territory manager um, for a medical device company in Eastern Ontario. Um, I was the youngest rep to ever be hired in North America, and it truly was. It was by fluke because I was working inside I was working inside the office at the time, and there was a sales position that had to be covered up for a large territory. And they just threw me in the water and they said, Daniel, we expect, expect you to swim for the next four months until we find somebody more senior that can jump into this position and just fill it up so we're not losing these relationships with clients. And in my head, I was telling my family, I giggled and I said, no, no, I got the opportunity now of a lifetime of all that training, all that education, of all those audiobooks I did. They're giving me an opportunity to shine. Nobody's going to take it away from me and I'm about to lick it. So I took that freaking opportunity for four months and uh, yeah, I've been riding out for the last four and a half years and I quickly placed myself in the top 1% of my company by I think the age of 22. And yeah, a few years, years later down the road, I'm teaching millennials um, in sales of all industries, the strategies I use to help me become successful in sales. So I, I learned basically, Heather, how to mix the old sales game, not reinvent the wheel but learn how to tailor it to today's buyer. The more educated buyer that's on the computer, has less time doing their research, getting in front of them early before they just come to you and ask for a price, educating them throughout um, the prospecting cycle, the qualifying cycle, presenting to them properly. So I just learned how to mix the old with the new. And uh, that's what I'm teaching right now at my sales university. You are listening to Daniel Waranya on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. So you had, you've had an incredible road and if someone is sitting here listening and they're like, oh, I, I would like to get into sales, but I'm a little confused or some people are currently in sales, but they're not meeting their numbers or they're not fully understanding what sales is. What would you say to them right now? If, uh, if they were like, okay, I don't know if I should go into sales or I'm in sales, but I'm not doing as well as I thought I would and I might leave. What would you say to that person right now? Well, well, well let me, you know what, before we jump into, I'm going to touch base maybe on quitting in sales and in business and life in general. But I mean, if I were to, let's say, reverse engineer all my steps, I have a little journey. Um, I have like a little bull journey that I went through in sales. And I think sales is literally becoming a unique personality about yourself, being bold and becoming fearless. And I think everybody, Heather, that starts off in sales, they start off at this stage one. It's confidence, right? Because they get a new job. They feel good about themselves. Their self-esteem starts to rise. Everything's stress-free. You know, they start to get a good sound and they're starting to feel good. They start to have some confidence. But what happens to these reps maybe that are on your radio show or they, they've been going at it for 30 to 60 days or in sales, they run into something called challenges, obstacles, and risks. And that's the second part um, of the journey, which is called now you have to be courageous to understand the risks, right? And keep moving forward and do it anyway. So it takes courage is the second part of the journey. And any good sales professional, any professional in sales understands that it takes tough skin, thick skin. It takes resilience. Literally, resilience means the ability to bounce back into form or shape after being bent, stretched, and compressed. So I have to act as a sling or an elastic band as a sales rep and just jump right back into form and shape. So it takes a lot of thick skin, a lot of resilience. 
Um, and it takes courage to understand that, hey, listen, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be challenges, but I have to have courage to keep going through it. And the way I teach um, the students in my university and the sales reps that work with me is the whole journey of becoming fearless. I'm like, you guys have to operate like Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs, okay, cannot recognize and have to eliminate fear at every single level so they're able to operate and perform their tasks just like a sales rep. You have to train yourself like a Navy SEALs to become fearless so you can operate throughout the day. So, throughout the day. so it's, a, it's a whole journey of becoming fearless and becoming bold, I think, in sales that really separates you from the other 99% of sales reps on the road. That's great. So when we think about becoming fearless, probably one of the most fearful things to do when it comes to sales is to open the conversation or to approach the lead and to determine whether or not they are a raw prospect for you. And you, my friend, are known as the king of prospecting. So in overcoming that first fear, what do we need to understand about prospecting in the selling cycle? Well, so prospecting is find potential customers that can onboard your solution at the end of the day. It's going to, it's going to take, there's four different markets of prospecting. We have the cold market, literally people that don't know you, you have a cold targeted market. Okay. Potential customers that can use your solution. Maybe they're with other competitors. You have a warm market. Okay. Maybe somebody that downloads your ebook that you're reaching out to. And then you have a hot market, whether it's a referral or it's an upsell. So I think the, the most valuable market to go after and the most efficient market is cold targeted. And what that involves is still a cold market that doesn't know you. So you're going to have to do one thing, right? Going back into fear and you're going to have to talk to strangers, whether it's through a few different mediums in prospecting. Prospecting, we have a few different mediums. We can go in person, face to face. We can do it over the phone or we can do it on social media, LinkedIn, emails. So there's a few different ways. And then there's ways that I teach how to break that initial fear barrier, let's say in person, which requires you to talk to strangers. First of all, I mean, prospecting, Heather, just to tie back to it, it is the most important part of the sales cycle. Um, if, if you don't have prospects, you don't have customers, and then you can't close out on anybody if you don't have prospects. Um, have you ever heard this myth, Heather? Sales is a roller coaster. It's up and downs. It's like peaks and valleys. Some months are good and some months are bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of people that um, are new to the industry uh, or are in cyclical markets have cyclical sales. And I think that the true champions in selling create their own um, steady structure. And I think that, you know, when we learn how to sell appropriately and understand that we need to balance all of our selling activities, whether it's prospecting or moving somebody through the sales process to closing and following up after the sale, I think we get hung up in one category. We either prospect like crazy, and then we don't have time to work the the leads that we've generated where we have interested customers and they go somewhere else, or we spend all of our time managing the customers we have and we don't go out and get new ones. We forget the prospect uh, and then we don't generate enough. And I think we create our own. I think it is a myth if I was to answer your question directly, because I think that we can create our own sales uh, tidal wave and not have to be on the the road coaster. Right, exactly. And that's, I think that's all understanding. Um, it, this morning when I'm doing a sales talk and I, and I ask people, I say, Hey, what's the, out of, let's say prospecting, closing deals and maintaining a relationship. What do you guys think the most important is everybody puts their hand up and they're like closing deals. I'm like, so why aren't you guys millionaires? 
Because you guys close a bunch of deals in June and then July comes and you got no more customers because you didn't understand the length of your sale. You didn't understand the average sales cycle, right? So I ask people, I say, what's your average sales cycle? And they're like, oh, well, it depends. And I say, no, no, depends is an adult diaper name. It doesn't depend. <laughs> at your last 10 deals, right? If you look at your last 10 deals and you just divide up those last 10 deals and you take an average and it's 30 days, Perfect. That's where we start. I know my sales cycle is 30 days. So whatever I do, October 24th is going to pay off November 24th, 2017. So I know the prospecting actions that I do today is going to pay off. So I don't have that valley on November 24th. If I know it's an average day, 30 sales cycle, right? 30 mm-hmm. day sales cycle. Yes. So you brush your teeth every day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Most you days. take a shower every day, <laughs> hopefully Okay, twice a day. You, a you change your clothes. Every single day, right? Yes. (laughs) You read every single prospecting has to be done every every single day. It is the lifeblood of selling. That's it. Um, So I don't know. Do you want, do you want me to go into some, uh, maybe give your viewers or talk some formulas for some prospecting? Yeah, we we have uh, why don't we do one? Because we have about five minutes or so left in the show. Um, So, but let's, let's uh, close out this fear thing because one of the things that I think creates a lot of fear in cold market prospecting is the fact that when we're young, what are we told about stranger danger? Don't, don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. So we have to overcome that mental programming. And I think that's people's biggest fear. It isn't about asking for the sale. It's about overcoming that pre-programmed behavior of avoiding people we don't know. Right. So, I mean, and that's a difficult task because your subconscious is programmed since you're a little kid saying, hey, don't talk to strangers. Um, don't take candy for strangers. Don't up, go. So what happens when we're 18, 19, 20, 21, um, we're scared to even go up to the girl in the coffee shop that we think is good looking and just, you know, just go say hi to them because right off the bat, we are experiencing this thing called fear, false events appearing real. We're creating this story in our head that never really happened. We're like, you know what? Maybe she has a girlfriend. Maybe this business owner is already working for somebody. They're going to say no to me. How many times has it really happened? Is there a shark in the water ready to bite off your leg? How bad is it really? Okay. This event's probably never happened. But you've just been programmed like that, and there's ways to sort of overcome that. So what I do is, I mean, if there's three different mediums to prospect, and we'll do a takeaway right now for your viewers. Um, let's say one of the most strongest mediums is uh, in-person prospecting because I can really connect with them. I can see their body language. I can compliment them on something they're wearing. Um, so I would say for the next 10 days for your viewers, all I want them to do to crack this little fear barrier, we're going to do it one step at a time to reprogram them. For the first 10 days, all I want them to do is walk by people and say hi. Nothing more. Just hi and bye. Right there, Heather, you will separate yourself in today's market from 99% of people. I remember when I used to walk to school, my mother and father, when they used to walk me, they used to say hi to everybody. Nobody says hi to anybody. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? We're so afraid of triggering somebody. (laughs) Just a simple hi. So, I mean, and now people are going to go, oh, you're crazy. It's so easy to just say hi. Just say hi. It's not as easy for people that that have that hang up. It's not as easy for them to say hi, especially if they've been. Oh, yeah. I'm overly friendly, I think. You know, I mean, I just that's just who I am. And uh, most of the time people are saying hi to me first before I have a chance to get my hi out. So I think that people feel that friendliness before they even speak. And I think that you brought up a good point about 
Bali language. What's one more thing that, that folks can do to help break that fear barrier to start pr- the prospecting cycle? Well, so just to, just to kind of wrap it off, I would say just do that first. For the first 10 days, first say hi. The next 10 days, it's going to be really easy. You're going to call up Daniel, call up Heather and be like, Daniel, Heather, I said hi to 10 different people for the next 10 days. That's 100 people. What's next? We're going to say, okay, perfect. The next day, the next on the 10th day or the 11th day, I want you to start giving a genuine compliment to somebody. That's it. I don't want you to engage in conversation, nothing. I just want to give you a genuine compliment saying, Heather, those glasses, or I don't know your name, those glasses look amazing on you. And all I want back is a a thank you or something back, just a thank you. But I'm not going to engage in conversation. I'm just going to run away. So I'm going to start giving that genuine compliment. I'm going to start, it's doing two things. It's allowing me to go up to somebody, make them feel good and getting past this conversation process. So now I'm like, okay, genuine compliment. They said, thank you, Daniel. A bunch of people are saying thank you to me now. What's next? I need to know the third step on the 20th day. I'm giving away all these genuine compliments. I said, now perfect. Now it's time to start learning to do the crazy things called holding a conversation. So when we're holding a conversation, you know, Heather, those are, those are awesome glasses. They look wicked on you. Thanks. I'm glad you oh, like no them. Problem. Oh, no problem. Well, now I'm going to go into my conversation piece. And now I have a little formula. It's called LOF, L-O-F, location, occupation, and family. So I want to touch points on all three of these little um, points here. So I'm going to say, so where did you get those glasses? I mean, are, are, did they come somewhere local around here in Ottawa? Or? Oh, well, I'm a fan of Bulgari. So whenever they come out, I always have to get a new pair. <laughs> right, right. I hear you. Um is there a Bulgari store in Ottawa or Arizona? Is that where you grab them? Or Oh, here in Scottsdale, as a matter of fact. They carry all the luxury lenses are at, at the place where where I go for my eye exams. Awesome. Yeah, I'm just I'm just starting to get to know things around town. I'm brand new from here. Were you born and raised? So what am I doing right now? I'm getting in. I'm just I'm starting off with a compliment. I'm segueing it to like a little point bullet form in my head. Now let's talk about location. We start talking about where you're from. Nice. I move into occupation. Nice. So what do you do for a living? Right. I'm a fabulous radio broadcaster. Thank you very much. Oh, that's that's awesome. What, what do you what do you broadcast? What topics? So, so biology based talking- approach to money management and success. Wow, sounds intriguing. Um, and just you give me all your right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I guess no, so, so so after so, we start with this conversation and stuff and building the rapport, what does that do for us when it comes to prospecting? Well, all I'm trying to do, so Heather, I'm not trying to present anything. I'm trying to give minimal information out as possible. So what I'm trying to do here throughout this whole conversation, location, occupation, family, I'm trying to find either two things that motivates people to act or give me their number. I'm trying to find a pain or a pleasure. And I know more people act off pain rather than pleasure. So like if I were to have a dog and there's a hula hoop and a treat at the end of it, that job, that dog's going to jump through that hula hoop pretty quick to go grab that treat. That's pleasure, right? Now, if I had a dog, a hula hoop and a treat, but um, fire up that dog's bum, he's going to jump 10 times quicker because he's experiencing some pain to go grab that treat. So I know throughout that conversation, I'm trying to find a, either some sort of pain saying, oh, listen, if the girl works at McDonald's, oh, that's awesome. You working at McDonald's must be awesome. And she, well, it's not really that great. I'm maybe finding a pain in some conversation. What I'm trying to get is, hey, listen, I totally understand my best clients right now. We're in your exact same position. I have colleagues, you know, that didn't really like it right now. They're my best playing clients. Anyways, and I'm going to leave with conversation, uh, with curiosity. I got to run. I got to hit a plane right now or have a meeting that I'm 20 minutes late. It was great chatting with you. You seem very 
interesting. Maybe there's some ways I can help you out here. Take my number and boom, and I'm going to run. I'm trying to leave a curious piece of what was that guy Daniel about? He was friendly. He under, he opened me up about my pains. He found maybe a financial pain, a personal pain, um, a business or an operational pain. And now I'm sitting at home with my husband in bed. Okay. Sally's sitting with her husband. She's like, who is, who is that Daniel guy? Like, he was pretty, you know, he was interesting. Let me boom. And then I get the text back the next morning. Hey Dan, so what is it that you do? And that's what I want. I want the attention from my prospects. That's what I'm doing. I'm out there to find the ideal prospect for my business, right? So I need to talk to as many strangers as possible. And that's just a little point where you guys can leave on curiosity. I always love leaving on curiosity. So it builds conversation. Well, if folks are curious, like you have probably piqued their curiosity with those little tidbits, how can folks become a part if they want to learn more about your sales techniques? Where can folks find your sales university? Right. So they could simply log on to redasales.com, R-E-D-A sales.com. If they're interested um, in learning about the university and having a bit more information, they can click the little blue button on the landing page. It says apply now. And uh, I mean, for your viewers, what we could do is if they type in the last section, unlock your wealth radio and they click submit, they'll actually get 25% off um, to access to the full platform where they'll have one year access and they'll have 24 seven access all day, all night, me at their fingertips, 150 videos, PDFs, resources, tools, scripts, the whole nine yards. That's really exciting. Thank you so much for being a part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio. You have been listening to Daniel Waranya. And if you are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can access Daniel's show page and click on the links, get your discount, and so much more. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.